All right, Curiosos, we're trying something new for this episode. We made some t-shirts. T-shirts. So we didn't actually make them. We got somebody else to make them. Teespring.com. That's right. And if you want your Curioso shirt that is inspired by this episode you're about to listen to, you can go to teespring.com backslash Kentucky Meat Shower. And what is a Kentucky Meat Shower, you say? You'll have to listen. You'll have to listen to the episode. But you have until August 13th to buy this shirt, and then that'll be it. That is as long as the offer is out. We've got regular tees available, V-necks, self-wicking sport tees. Wick away the moisture. That's right. Tank tees and girl cut tees available. So something for you ladies as well. Mm-hmm. Besides our manly voices. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, Curiosos, listen, and you will hear about the Kentucky Meat Shower and all kinds of other things. And go get this shirt. I lived in Colorado for a few years, and Colorado is one of those states that has rather strange weather patterns. And I remember one specific weather pattern that came rolling down the hill into the valley, and started raining down golf ball size hail, blowing out car windows, making dents. It sounded like gunshots. And uh, still to this day, those are the largest hail balls I've ever seen. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. From the sky, this summer, action, adventure, drama, birds, frogs, meat. From the sky, and onto your plate! (laughs) All right, well... Another installment of the Curioso happening right now, coming from our mouths through a recording device and into your ears. That's right. From from the sky in... We actually don't transmit from the sky. Anymore. <clears throat> well, no, I mean, because we're not a radio show, we're a podcast, Joe, so it doesn't come from the sky. From but the we, sky. we are talking about things from the sky. And not Superman or airplanes or well, we could. clouds or... Well, I mean, they, could be. No, these are these are weird, strange uh, objects that are not normally found in the sky. Well, mostly, mostly, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, coming down uh, to rain upon your head and your house and your car and all throughout. And uh, I found this guy falling from the sky. We actually have a guest that you might have <laughs> met before. And uh, here we go. Hello, this is Jason Cavane. 
Jason, what's going on, man? Nothing. This is my third installment of the Curioso. I'm ba- happy to be back. Absolutely, yeah. Jason, uh, you would know him from the Feet episode, mm-hmm. where he is a uh, a because he is a certified uh, ped ped what what is it? <laughs> certified ped orthist. Ped orthist. That's right. Yes, <laughs> he's a certified ped orthist and uh, checked on my feet uh, as well, my duck feet, and then uh, also he was on our uh, our notable animals episode mm-hmm. where we discussed uh, um, uh, Gustav. 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 Yeah. Super. Excited about the Notorious yeah. Animals episode. Yeah, so uh, he's again back for From the Sky. All right, so uh, guys, let's get into it, man. All right, Joe, so we were discussing a little bit earlier mm-hmm. when we were introing our yes. From the Sky episode, and you said, not things from airplanes, but uh, no, I not, deny you that. Not things from airplanes. I'm saying airplanes generally go up in the sky, and that's where they... You know, that's the, they don't go under the sea. Under the sea, they don't go down there. Unless they crash. Then they go under the sea. Yeah, like the Malaysia flight. Okay, right. gotcha. Right. And well, then exactly. we talk about it for six weeks while we try to look for it. Right. Yeah. No, I'm saying that its natural path is in the sky. You expect to see a plane up there unless there's some thing and it falls. Okay. Well, here's my question, and I'll start it off. And those I'll... are totally explainable. Yeah. You know, yeah. that this stuff we're talking about, there are many hypotheses and theories of why random objects, animals, and bits and things fall from the sky. That's different. Okay, well, I, I will take, I will throw out the first one, and I will break the ice. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you guys ever heard of blue ice? Yes. No. And, no. <laughs> that was perfect. Well, okay. I've only heard of it from the... The glacial aspect where okay blue ice from glaciers yeah it's usually the lower stratus of the the glacier and where it's, it's super duper high clear compact, yes and yeah. it has that blue tint thousands of years old right yes, exactly yes. you're right well there is another type of blue ice that falls from the sky and we're it, gonna do yeah. that every time yes yeah okay. every single time yeah <laughs> i'll put some echo it. on it yeah <laughs> so no it does it comes down from the sky and it just falls. And, I mean, there's there's been uh, there's pieces in Portugal that have fallen down. There's pieces in, in the U.S. that have fallen down. We, I mean, we finding it, we're finding it all over the place. So it's, a, it's a, basically a block of ice. This one that fell in Portugal was 20 kilograms. Um, because I'm American, I really can't do the math on that. I don't know how, actual, how actually big that is. Curse but uh, it system. seems 20 kilograms seems fairly large. Substantial. Um, yeah. So, right. I mean, there's, you know, so, so basically um, it's just sunny weather, completely sunny. You know, and then all of a sudden out of the sky comes a huge chunk of blue ice okay. out of nowhere so wait, wait so wait, wait. Mm-hmm. this is this is not like hail uh no this is not hail okay this is not no weather patterns are happening okay there is no 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 clouds okay. no i mean nothing it's okay. just boom ice boom there ice. Boom so ice. yeah it's it's boom ice okay. yeah yeah boom that's ice. how it happens kind of like this boom ice Gotcha. Okay. okay. All right. So um, we've been trying to figure out for a while why why is this happening? It's just like a we're trying to figure out whether it's a natural phenomenon or or, or what it's from. Now um, uh, we've we've done some studying on it and and, and whatnot. Now uh, they, we they also call it ice bombings as well hmm. because it just comes down out of nowhere. Random. So they can't figure out whether it's from UFOs, whether it's just possibly like a piece of a comet. 
Right. Because, right. as we all know, comets are made out of ice and dust. And it's and really they, cold in space. Yeah, and they come from the outer atmosphere, and it's possibly just has melted and, and, and fallen. And sloughed and, off or, yeah. or whatever. Now it's Yeah, just a chunk in. of a comet, a half of it or something. Okay. Chris, have so, they done any carbon dating on this ice? Uh, as far as I know, no. But they, they, they've tried to figure out where it's come from, but it seems like just clean blue ice. Hmm. So they don't really know, you know... And I, I don't know. Can you carbon date ice? Yes. You that's what they could. do in yeah. Antarctica when they well, do then. ice core samples. Right. <laughs> we need to know, is it teenage ice? Let's see. Um, is it prepubescent ice? <laughs> prepubescent? You know? Well, here's, is it like here's grandpa the, ice? Here's the thing of, of, of generally... Wait, is it vanilla ice? <laughs> it, it could be, if you licked it. I wouldn't do so, however, because a lot of people think that this ice, uh, the blue ice, actually comes from the toilets of airplanes. Mm. Yes. So you were talking about, oh, it doesn't come from airplanes. And I was like, Joe, it's very possible that this stuff comes from airplanes. Okay. Because uh, you have your your blue flushies, right? Like, like you know a, I mean? a ground-based porta potty Yeah, exactly. But it's in the sky. They flush it. And Now, the thing is, is that I've also looked up um, the FAA. They have a site, and this is on the going to be on the show notes, mm-hmm. where they say that airplanes cannot do this. So they, they cannot flush stuff out of their out of their their toilets. Yeah, I you thought know they had I mean? to have tanks because you know that's health hazards and stuff like that. Yeah, well, the fact sheet from the FAA. Um, fortunately, it's not often that you come home and find a strained object or substance on your property. It could be in the yard, on a roof, or worse yet, sitting on your favorite chair. It fell through the roof. People often think such objects or substances came from an airplane. Surprisingly, many of these objects are thought to have fallen from the sky, actually come from the ground. Uh, talking about it being a myth. Uh, others came from um, our feathered friends. Homeowners sometimes think uh, that because it's brown or and came from the sky that it came from an airplane. And they're basically just trying to distill, to, to, you know, just dispel Fill this, in the this myth. And, yeah. yeah. So uh, what is that is a, a question that you can ask the FAA. And their answer would be, the FAA, did it come from our plane? Phone calls always uh, increase during bird migration seasons. Brown droplets on houses, cars, pets, uh, and sometimes people often lead them to think that planes are dumping human waste. Mm. So uh, fact the lavatory waste is contained in a holding tank until the aircraft lands. Mm. Manufacturers take great care to ensure the, that this tank holding is secure. The apparatus uh, to access the tank is located on the exterior of the plane. Uh, so they say that they cannot dump during flight. So if something brown and smelly or this, you know, this blue ice right. too comes down, then it's probably from migrating geese um, or... or, or uh, other other birds, possibly a pterodactyl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so some uh, aircraft laboratory holding tanks have a chemical added to the water to deodorize the waste and break down any solids. Right. This chemical is a dark blue color. Uh, uh, if a drain tube has a leak, a bit of blue water might leak out. Modern commercial aircraft cruise crews at high altitudes, and the sub-zero temperatures will cause any liquid to freeze, hence the term blue ice. If any of this blue ice were to fall from an aircraft, it would melt long before it hit the ground, dissipating into minuscule droplets that are nearly invisible. Right. Bird migration also occurs during a time when fruit trees are ripening. As the fruit goes through the bird's digestive system, it loses none of its color, which means if it was blue going in, it's blue getting pooped out of the bird. So the FAA is saying that 
birds are crapping blue ice upon you. <laughs> hey, okay. I'm reading it straight from the FAA. This is just science. This right. is just science. <laughs> right. Yep. It's FAA making So they're up the saying science. that they're saying that if they eat plums and it's kind of purpley or bluey, that is what comes down and hits you. But some of these, you know, what what was the what was the earlier I said it was like 20 kilograms? Yes. 20 kilograms, like that. yeah. Yeah, that seems pretty large. That's a uh, big bird duty. Yeah. Yeah, so it's I don't know, I just think it's fairly bizarre that this blue ice is is coming down and 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 crashing uh, into the earth. So, I don't know. What's up, FAA? <laughs> Chris, I can give you an interesting story from 1978 in San Diego about something that really did fall from an airplane. 1978? 1978 in San Diego. A lady named Mary you know Fuller. Yes, yeah, September 25th, 1978. Oh, so it was after I was born. Okay. And before <laughs> I was born. Your yeah. After, yeah, it was after I was born. Yeah. Well, poor Mary Fuller in 1978, September 25th, was traveling along in San Diego, California, when a body fell through her windshield. Holy. Like a, a human body. A, a human body. One. And she had a eight-month-old baby in the back seat. It turns out that just above old Mary Fuller in 1978, September 25th, there was one of the worst aeronautical accidents over the United States in their history. Uh, Pacific Southwest Flight 182 collides with a private Cessna, and it killed 144 people. Oh. And one of those 144 people ended up in Mary Fuller's front windshield. Wow, wow. that's like, that's some seriously, well, I mean, since we're, we were just talking about blue ice, it makes me, and then this airplane crash, it makes me think of Breaking Bad. Or Donnie Darko. You know Darko. what I mean? Talk, <laughs> oh, yeah. Donnie Darko, yeah. with the, the whole engine comes through yeah, the house. Yeah, but Donnie right. Darko didn't have blue ice in it. I know. And, uh, but, well, he became blue, a body. Well, I guess it was blue methane. Right, right. <laughs> that wow. is, uh, that's crazy. Could you imagine just driving along with, like, your eight-year-old? Eight-month-old. 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 Not eight-year-old in the back, and a a, a human body just crashes, crashes through your windshield. So yes. it was a full, what, seven? I freak out if a rock hits my uh, windshield. You know, they didn't give the actual But it's a, it's an airliner. It was an airliner. And it versus a Cessna. Versus a Cessna. <laughs> over San Diego. Oh, and uh, I'm guessing the guy in the Cessna didn't make it. Well, I don't think many people did, Chris. Yeah, right. <laughs> really. Sounds like... None of them did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you guys want to know what, the, what this term is called? Uh-huh. This whole from the sky. From the sky. It's actually non-aqueous rain. It's basically it's an erratic meteorological phenomenon in which earthbound things, animals, minerals, whatever, rain down from the sky, and that's the term. And, and the aqueous uh, refers to water. And the non, the prefix, is not. No. It's not, you know, not water. Mm-hmm. So anything that is not water or, you know, water-based is a non-aqueous rain. Non-aqueous. Mm-hmm. So many of the, the hypotheses that I've, I've found for this stuff, they range from anything from, like we were saying, aliens, airplanes, meteors, uh, solar flares, anything that is... is seems to be, you know, in the realm of possibility, people will cling to it and say, that's what did it. This is what did it. That's what did it. Uh, but a lot of real scientists um, say that usually you can kind of track it to severe storms. Mm. And maybe not in the general vicinity because you're talking the higher you get up, the further something can, can disperse. As the things are coming down through through our atmosphere, wherever they've come from, usually from 
some kind of severe windstorm, uh, you know, water spouts, some kind of atmospheric thing to pull something up or some things up and bring them up into the atmosphere and then spread them back and they come falling back down. In a lot of the cases, only bits and pieces of whatever was originally sucked up in the storm comes down, whether it's material or animals or parts of things. Uh, that's what comes raining back down to, to the ground. Now, you have a lot of different cases where people will find stuff that is either charred or completely frozen. And then sometimes somewhere in the middle. And this all depends on climate in the, in the region that it's found, whether it's been baked by the sun as it's coming back down through higher atmospheres. Or if we're coming <clears throat> through a really high atmosphere, it, right. could be, it could be coming down, just like the space shuttle, right? It comes down and, uh, and, and, and just burns up in the atmosphere because exactly. of friction. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so just some examples. Uh, one of the, we're in the troposphere from the ground till about 10 kilometers, six miles. We're, we're basically Chris. in a big air sea. Yes, yes. Right? And that, Good thing you're using miles, because if you I'm, use kilometers, I'm, 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 I'm just I'm no good, right? I'm trying right? to do both. So. Uh, that, that tops at around, like, 40 degrees Celsius or 40 degrees Fahrenheit, or minus 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And then you hit the stratosphere, which is 50 kilometers or 30 miles up, and that is zero degrees Celsius and 32 degrees Fahrenheit. And then uh, above that is the mesosphere, which is 80 kilometers or 49 miles, 49 miles up in the sky, you get temperatures of minus 100 degrees Celsius or minus 148 Fahrenheit. So if something goes up that high from storms, because storms do, they can pull stuff up that high. Even if the storm itself clocks out in the middle somewhere, it'll still shoot stuff up like a, you know, like a cannon, and then it gets dispersed. So it could go, it could travel for miles and miles from its original origin to somewhere else. That's most of the scientific theories that what people really do believe happens for, for a lot of these cases for this stuff from the sky. It just blew my mind, Joe. <laughs> um, one of the, the first uh, people to actually like study this phenomenon was a French physicist and mathematician, and he was also one of the first people to actually really study electromagnetism, and it was a, a French guy named André-Marie Ampère, Ampère, I think, mm -hmm. uh, and um, he basically, his uh, hypothesis was that, say, take toads and frogs, because I, actually he studied a case where this happened, it was toads or frogs, and he thought that because they roamed around in packs, like gangs, for some reason. Toads ran around I, like gangs. This is this is what he thought. This is like eighteen thirty six, okay? So like he, like they're like they're they're jets. Like they're toad like urchins. Like, <laughs> like they're walking gangs. around. You know, like he, he thought they like were like pickpocket gangs. Chris, you don't want to meet them. Oh, because they got those alley. long tongues, right? So they can just stick it right in your pocket <laughs> and they've got your, your yeah. wallet. Is well, that the idea? Well he had this hypothesis that you know, they all hung around in gangs, and if a big storm would happen, um, you would have that that effect where you'd have a lot of them come down. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was it, still a very early, early understanding what was happening, but he knew that, you know, 
rain came from the sky because it came from the earth and the whole, you know, uh, different phases of water from, you know, solid to liquid and all that good stuff. So he knew that, that there was that pull from, from the ground with storms that would bring stuff up and bring it back down. So he just kind of lumped it together where the one case that he studied with the frogs, that's, you know, he used that for his hypothesis. A little skewed, but he was on the right track, you know? He knew that, okay, if you're going to get a lot of something, there has to be a lot of something congregating together for them to all be pulled up at once and dropped. A lot of people think that it's tidal pools or low water levels that, you know, animals are all kind of collected together. Like, there are many, many, many cases of raining fish. Mm -hmm. And that is probably the strongest, one of the strongest uh, hypothesis is that during storms, if there's low tidal pools or something with a lot of fish in it, they're going to get pulled right up. Because right. there's, there's, you know, only a few inches or feet full of water, and there's tons of fish in there. Easy. Easy pickings for the storm. But one of the cool things that I thought, uh, on his tombstone, and he, he did a lot of stuff, but I think the funniest thing was, on his tombstone, when he died uh, in 1836, it, it says, Tandem Felix, which is, happy at last. So I just thought, I was like, really? He did, you know, uh, physicist, mathematician, electromagnetism, studied all these weird uh, climate changes and... And abnormalities of things coming, yeah, coming and down. and he was just like, still had a little joke in there. Just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just the end. You know. Uh, well, on that, on that same level, uh, about 400 years before your boy, mm-hmm. uh, there was a, a meteorite that hit in Einsesheim, France, 1492, the same year Columbus sailed. Uh, it was a 280-pound meteorite that fell in the town center. Ooh, holy smokes. And the townspeople at that point thought it was a sign from God. So of they course. took the meteorite, took it to the town hall, and chained it up because they didn't want it to fly back into the sky. <laughs> oh, because well. if God sends something, of course, he's, he's always got the opportunity take to take it, it back. Oh, That's is great. it kind of like uh, like the new Superman with that thing and it just like... Everything smashes down and then sucks it back up right. and then smashes down again. Is that what we're kind of thinking? That's what yeah. they were thinking. It well, could have been Zod. That's all I'm saying. It might have been Zod. It's oh probably, yeah. What, what? I'm sure. Except it wasn't like a mirror spinning coming. No, out. no, you know, no, no. It was just a, a 280 pound meteorite. Yes. And to this day, it sits in the Einsesheim Museum. Really? Yep. It hasn't oh, left. Awesome. It never went back up. The Lord gave it, and He never took it away. <laughs> Did he? Is it still chained? It's. I don't think it's still chained. Last time I saw it, it was in a glass <laughs> box. <laughs> now it's just a big giant paperweight. Yeah. <laughs> well, since we're since we're kind of discussing this too, um, the uh, so we kind of mentioned comets and we we mentioned a, a meteorite that had fallen. So um, here is just a little uh, PSA: the difference between uh, all these um, uh, astrological. Right. No, no. Uh, Astro- astronomy? At- atmospherical. As- atmospherical? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's get it right. <laughs> you get it right. Let's go. All right. We gotta, so, um, me and Jason have it right. I got this. You have to. I got this. Okay. Okay. I got this. Straight okay. science, Chris. I yeah. know. <laughs> so a, uh, a comet. A comet is a chunk of ice or rock or chunk of ice and rock uh, originating from outer space in the solar system, uh, often accompanied, accompanied by uh, um, a tail. Right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and not like have... a shaggy doggy tail. 
No, no, no. Like a, usually a, a bright tail. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so. gas, gas yeah. remnants, I, pieces. Like me walking I, down the hall. Yeah, <laughs> I have crop dusted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the comet flies by and crop dusts the the, the, the earth. earth. Yeah. Is kind of what what's happening <laughs> That's there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you can actually laugh. You don't have to. You don't have to spit your your drink <laughs> on the <laughs> table. I just don't want to spit on my microphone. <laughs> All right, so uh, an asteroid. It's a rock in orbit generally between Mars and Jupiter. Sometimes asteroids gets, gets, get bounced towards Earth. So they can right. hit and then fly, fly towards us. So yeah. then we have a meteoroid, a space rock that's bigger than dust, a dust grain, but smaller than an asteroid. If it strikes Earth, um, Just uh, get if the, it strikes Earth, get then out it some is, of those big giant tux medicated pads if it strikes Earth. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Shrink Hem- it. Hemorrhoid. Yeah, it's a meteor. Not, not a hemorrhoid. It's a roid. Yeah. It's a roid. It's a roid. <laughs> roid rage. It's real, yeah. real angry because yeah. it butt hurts. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So uh, then a meteor. Um, the streak of light seen, from, uh, seen when a space rock enters the atmosphere and starts burning up, a.k.a. a falling star. Aww. That's when you wish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you hope you don't get hit by it. Falling star yes. the same as your shooting star, Chris? Yeah, shooting star, okay. falling yeah. star. Yeah. Well, fa- I mean, I guess it really depends on the speed and trajectory. Right. Because a shooting star was actually going to skim kind of go across. Yeah. And then a falling star is just like... Right. Which is fall, yeah, way, like right, right in your driveway. Yeah. Or in France. On or your in dog. your car. Yeah. <laughs> on your car. Yeah. Right. In which you would chain it up. Okay, right. so uh, a meteorite... <laughs> is a meteor that doesn't entirely burn up uh, in the meteor phase. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's a, a piece of space rock that lands on Earth, and that's what we call a meteorite. That's, now, so that is the remnant. That's what we find. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the remnant of a meteor. Of a, mete- a meteoroid, which is out in space, and a mm-hmm. meteor, which falls to Earth. Yes. So what we find is the meteorite. Yes. So, um, you know, you, you have like... Yeah, you have these guys that'll go out and they'll try and find it because a lot of the time they have iron in them. What so is it? iron, 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 iron. Oh God, you guys, you guys are such jerks. Iron, Chris. Iron. Here's what I said. Iron. iron. You're gonna iron your clothes. Yeah, I do iron my On clothes. On the rough, in, with the zinc. I don't say zinc. <laughs> All right, enough teasing. Bunion. <laughs> oh. All right. Moving on, moving on. Anyway, so yeah, so those are different space rocks, basically. Mm, yes. So uh, I just wanted to put that out there. I also have a great infographic that I also put up on the Now, on can the we just keep that up and maybe um, one of the uh, one of our curiosos can do sort of a Photoshop thing where they can just replace whatever the meteor is uh-huh. with whatever object we talk about, like a fish. Oh yeah, bird, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever. So we'll just have a we'll nice... just have them do a different infographic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Get on that, Curiosos. Yeah, birdroid, a birdroid, a bird, a birdroid. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. It just gross. shows you the full path of a bird coming from space. So uh, okay, so since we're discussing uh, meteorites and whatnot, mm. have you guys ever heard of Tunguska? Uh, Tunguska, yeah, Tunguska River, Russia. Yeah, yes. Okay. In uh, 1908, a huge explosion enveloped the skies over Potokemia, Potokemia, Potokemia. I think you got it. Awesome. In the Tunguska River in Russia. It's a well-known atmospheric airburst that flattened 80 million trees 
over uh, 21,000 square kilometers. Uh, that's 830 square miles uh, to uh, our fellow United Statesians. Um, and it <clears throat> flattened that much forest. Uh, I mean, launching, well, like a thousand conspiracies. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot of, uh, there and, still is a lot of conspiracy about that yeah. area, too. And X Files episode. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I strange radiation readings. Yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Strange, uh, strange like electromagnetic readings. Mm -hmm. uh, Some people think that uh, Tesla tested his death ray there. Mm -hmm. Some people, I mean, I yeah, I didn't get crazy into yeah, like, all I know, the different there, things. There are tons. Some people thought it was a nuclear explosion. Right. You know? Right. But I mean, so here's here's what's really crazy. Um, this guy found a scientist found three tiny rocks at the bottom of a peat bog uh there in russia mm -hmm. and he thinks that these are part of the original uh meteoroid okay so these are just broken up fragments broken up broken up fragments see, three tiny fragments and he thinks that these actually because they're they're made of iron they they seem like space rocks right and uh they're doing tests to make sure that these are actually what you know from the from the meteoroid that that struck earth well i mean the simplest way is to look around in the surrounding area, you know, give it a five mile berth and find out if there's anything of the same composite. And that'll let you at least know that it doesn't come from that small little region of five, 10 miles right. past that, then, you know, carbon dating and there's other, other things. But see the picture you, sh you just showed me, Chris, yeah. like they don't look anything alike. Oh, uh, well, the, I think these two do. I don't uh, know. Similar. Yeah. But, but you also have to think that these that these meteoroids were in different areas at the bottom of peat bogs. They they have different, you know. I mean, there's probably slightly different chemical makeup. I mean, like yeah. most composite rocks and mm -hmm. other materials here. Look, uh, man, I have, didn't do the science on this. I know, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just reporting. I'm okay? just looking at it, and I'm it just makes me want to go. What? I have you an know? inquiring question. Would. would are the meteorites that come from the sky, is there ever any material or metal that we don't know as being as, earthbound? As far as we know, I don't think so. Everything from space seems to be natural to what we have there's here on nothing, Earth. There's nothing that, that has come from the sky that we haven't been able to find on the periodic table of elements. And maybe smaller amounts. We may have you know, one tiny milligram of it available on Earth. And we get a piece from the sky. We go, okay. We still know what it is, right? You know, I mean, right. we still have a very low quantity of it here, but it does. It but nothing's ever occurring. blown the periodic table of elements by saying, "Hey, no. this is something we don't know." Yeah, not no, as of yet. Not but, yet. But what's crazy about about the about the uh, to uh, what is it called? Tuskega, Tuskunga. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's so crazy about Tuskunga is that. There's Tunguska. Tunguska. That's what I said, Joe. What you <laughs> stop stop <laughs> correcting me. What's so crazy about Tunguska is that it was an air explosion. Yes. It didn't. It never hit the ground. Yeah. So there was. So that's what's so strange about it. Nobody can crater. really. Yeah. There's no impact crater. Nobody can figure out why it would have fallen to Earth mm -hmm. through our atmosphere and then exploded before it hit the ground. Well, that no, that's, nobody nobody can figure that out. Yeah. That it usually is because atmospheric changes. You you know if you're coming from outside space and the temperature changes mm -hmm. and the speed and velocity and all that stuff that you're dealing with. Yeah. You know, thousands of miles an hour, thousands of degrees, and you just like cooling down within a couple thousand feet. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So all of that pressure and speed it builds up, and it's like like a bomb. 
So you think that you think it's like uh like it's heating up a rock, like in a in a campfire or something, and throwing into a bucket right. of water, and you're it just going exploded. and you're going through so many different atmospheric levels. Yeah, you know, the higher you go, the the tighter the the uh, the atmosphere becomes, just like mm-hmm. underwater. You mm-hmm. know, so as you come down and the, the atmosphere is open up and open, it's just atoms expand exactly. Or, or I mean, so it's I mean, it is basically like sinking to the bottom of an ocean of air. Mm-hmm. So I mean, right. it, wouldn't you think that it would need to be hollow inside uh, for it to explode? No. Kind of like a balloon. Like if you take a balloon, you put it in the ocean, you bring it down to the bottom of the ocean, that balloon will explode, right? Is that what you're no. saying? I would no, because it has of the same Tunsku- effect as a bomb, where it just expands the atoms. They start yes. moving at such a rapid rate mm-hmm. that at a sooner point, when the when the pressure changes so much and loosens so much, right. the atoms are so free that well, it causes and combustion. especially if it's primarily iron. Like you said, Chris, iron. If it's iron, iron. If it's iron, it's going to expand and contract with temperature change. Mm-hmm. And the tighter it's compacted, and like I said, speed, velocity, temperature, all those things are a factor. And by the time it hits our actual, you know, our level, um, the troposphere. Yeah, the troposphere. It, boom, it's gonna blow. I don't know. I don't buy it. Okay. I think it was filled but with something. It's the reverse. I think something was filled. It was filled. Well, this does lead to conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, Why would yeah. it only be so far above the Earth before it finally combusts? That's what After I'm saying. After traveling that far through space. Mm-hmm. Tesla. <laughs> the whole Death ray, man. Death, Death ray. Tesla's, Tesla's fault. I want you guys to know that you're not safe while you sleep from these meteorites. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not. Or Have any, ever... or any uh, non-aqueous rain effect you're mm-hmm. absolutely not have you ever heard of the hodges hodges meteor strike on the afternoon of november 30th 1954 residents of the talladega county in alabama noticed a fiery object shooting through the sky uh they uh reported a large explosion as a crash to earth Anne elizabeth hodges though uh she had never heard of any of it um uh Instead, she lay napping in her living room. An eight-pound chunk of meteorite smashed through her roof, ricocheting off her radio, and smashed her in the hip. Oof. Yeah, she received a bruise from the incident and Just became a bruise. Yeah, Just a bruise. A, a really bad bruise. And I have a, a, there's a there's a pretty cool um, picture of it of the bruise that she has, and it's the first recorded human strike by a meteorite. Wow. How lucky are you to get <laughs> yeah. struck by a meteorite? I know. I've right. only been struck by a car, and I and had a lightning. bruise about the same size. And, a meteorite well, and the size yeah. of a and human a baby. A newborn human baby coming through the roof. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Eight and a half pounds. It's a that's sky baby. It's a sky baby. That's a sign from heaven. An orange sky baby. Is that what? an immaculate conception? <laughs> I, I think it was. The, the heavens opened up and birthed a meteorite. <laughs> right. <laughs> Poor Mary Harden. <laughs> All right, so so enough uh, iron and and rock. Oh and God, leave sulfide. it alone. Jeez, <laughs> I'm just saying, Let's talk about some weird stuff, guys. That fell from the sky. How about bovine phenomenon? Oh, I know about a <laughs> like bovine the, phenomenon. Like the whole twister Hard. thing, right? Yeah, cow. Well, I was jamming out to Keith Sweat in 1997. A cow was falling from the sky in the Sea of Japan. There was two sailors on a fishing boat in the Sea of Japan. They were Japanese sailors. And um, uh, there was a rescue call, a distress call put out by their boat. And the Russians went and, and saved them. And they, they pulled these guys out of the sea. 
And uh, the Japanese had claimed that a, a cow had fallen on their ship and, and took it out. And the <laughs> Russians, obviously being skeptical, said no way. <laughs> right. Took them back to Japan, and the sailors were locked away. They were actually put in jail for making really? that claim. Wow. Well, it turns out that they weren't too far off the mark. Um, there was some Russian... Neither was the cow. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Russian pilot and his buddy who decided that they wanted to steal a cow. And they had loaded it up onto their plane and taken it up to 20,000 feet. And it okay. turns out cows just don't like to fly. <laughs> right. So the cow was in distress, and they um, decided to throw it overboard. And so they dropped it over the Sea of Japan, and no, lo and behold, it struck a uh, fishing boat and wow. took these guys out. And um, once the Russians came through and actually admitted what had happened, the Japanese let the sailors out of prison. And um, let them on their way, but mm. sure enough, yeah, Russia, cows from the sky. Russia, Russia has a tendency to not let things out like that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That, that we did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't right. like to do that a whole lot. Hey guys, so. can we talk? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's just if it's just me, but I think Russia is like the prime spot because there's there's also another one where um, do you guys would know you guys know what um, rubles are. Yeah, so exactly. Russian rubles? Yeah, yeah. Russian rubles. Okay. Well, apparently, they rained out over Russia as well. Money from the oh, sky. Oh, was, was Putin making it rain? <laughs> right. No. Um. <laughs> Make it rain! How do you do that? Joe, do that in a Russian accent. I uh, don't know. Make it rain. Make it make it rain, Pruski. <laughs> make it rain, crazy Pruski. All right, so apparently a treasure-transporting tornado... Was, what? Yeah. It sounds like a tornado <laughs> I want to be in. Yeah, really. Well, not rubles. I mean. uh, there, there was a big shower in the 16th century, and it was coins. It was rubles. They came raining down from the sky in uh, June 16th, 1940. So 16th century coins all of a sudden rained down from in 1940. 1940. Yeah, yeah. So it pulled them up from somewhere, probably a nearby ocean or lake bed or something where they had fallen off a boat or... Who okay. knows? Or, or uh, a, um, maybe like a, a sunken boat or something like that? Prob like? Yeah, yeah. So okay. it was treasure that got pulled up in a storm and rained down over the town. And the little Russian village of Machira, uh, the archaeologist who analyzed the aged currency, supposed that it was from an undiscovered buried treasure and that, uh, yeah, recently either eroded and a storm had pulled it up from somewhere and... It's just, uh, Russia just gets hit. Joe, you're telling and me there was a booty and... tornado. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a yar. tornado full of Where's booty. your booty? <laughs> Coming from the sky. That's definitely a tornado. I yeah, but I'm saying, like, cows and, you know, well, they're, they're shipping cows to Japan and tossing them out. But still, I, Russia's pretty heavy when it comes to stuff falling down <laughs> from the sky. <laughs> what was the term, Joe? Non-liquidus? Aqueous. Non-aqueous, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So in 2011, New Year's Eve, uh, some fireworks were set off like you do. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, about a thousand blackbirds uh, got confused after all this, all this, you know, uh, rousal, reveling, 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 reveling. Yeah. So after all this <laughs> reveling, uh, the, you know, these blackbirds were confused and uh, the, um, they actually, uh, this is in uh, Arkansas, okay. and uh, they cr thousands of blackbirds crashed into homes, cars, and each other. 
so this the blackbirds just basically started smashing into everything because they were confused by these uh, confused by these uh, fireworks that it went off. Uh, 300 miles to the south in Louisiana, power lines, they're saying power lines killed about 450 birds wow. littering a highway in Baton Rouge. This is on the same day. Uh, huh. On Wednesday in Kentucky, wildlife officials uh, said several hundred grackles, red wings, blackbirds, and robin, robins and starlings were found dead uh, the previous week uh, in the western part of the state, but they have no reason to know why. Huh. Yes. On the same so, day. Yes. Uh, so it's uh, this strange coincidence that all these birds died at the very early part of 2011. So uh, what's really weird is that also uh, in uh, Sweden the week before as well, uh, it's a mystery why between about 50 and 100 jackjaws, a bird species kind of close to the, the crows, they fell dead in central Sweden uh, on the week before. Wow. And no one has no idea has any idea why. So, and this is early early in 2000, uh, 2011. This is during the you know like right in the month of January. So, and right. nobody has any clue why all these uh, all these bird deaths were happening. Interesting. Well, no. yeah, all fell from the sky. Fell from the sky. Oh, no. from the sky. There's so much echo in this. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, okay, take take uh, whales, right? Whales they beach themselves. Mass right. Are we talking about that part of England? No. Are they talk about whales? <laughs> no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking like, whales. Yeah, whales. You mean these seafaring mammals? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. And not the ones from Britain. They give live um, birth. Yeah, yeah, but they, they have these mass beachings. Well, they do that in Wales too. <laughs> well, they do that in Wales. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> this is bloody not they, funny. They don't, they don't lay eggs in Wales just because they. <laughs> I don't even know where you guys are going with that one. Anyway, okay, so take the mass beachings, right? Now, a lot of people think that because there was, like, military sonar being tested in, mm -hmm. in certain times and things where you would have those mass beachings. So what if, what if there was some, something causing the birds, like sensory deprivation, like a solar flare or atmospheric change, something? It's all global warming, you know? That's my thing. Maybe it's global warming. Maybe yeah, it's I mean, some sort possibly. of explosion. You know, in the one, they were pretty sure that it was, you know, because of the fireworks. So the, the Yeah, one but in, Kentucky, in one so... area, that makes sense. That, yeah. And still not, maybe not killing them. Maybe, you know, uh, discombobulating a few and then flying into a house. You know, but I... But hundreds? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it is, it's, it's very strange why, why this would happen. So, I mean, you know, it's, it kind of, it's kind of a little bit reminiscent of, you know, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Right? True, you true. Know, coming and, down from the sky and, and just uh, attacking people, going crazy. Yeah, and there are so. cases where, you know, entire flocks have, have gone down, but that's usually because they just ate, you know, uh, grain and seed that has just been, you know, seeded with pesticide. Yeah. So that's a very easy thing they can test for ergot or whatever poison. Oh, yeah, maybe they were eating some ergot, you know, ergot, uh, ergot, ergot, what I need. Hey, all you curiosos out there in podcast land, this is Joe Taylor, I just wanted to let you guys know that we've put up a donation button on our website, thecurioso.com. We know that for the past year, we've had the Amazon link on there, and a lot of people have done a lot of their shopping through our link, which gives us a percentage, and that helps maintain the show. 
Now with this new donation button, there's no middle. It is a direct donation to the Curioso to help pay for bandwidth, to help pay for equipment, to keep the lights on, basically. This show is a labor of love to us. We enjoy doing it immensely. But we do hope you guys can find it in your hearts to help us keep this show going. So go to our page, Curioso.com. Look there on the left. You'll see a big yellow donate button. Click on that and help keep this show going. Now this brings me to my next topic, which would be not something that fell from the sky, but something that came from the sky. Mm -hmm. Audible sounds. This is a weird phenomenon, but Mm -hmm. I've seen it happen. Uh, People that I know, uh, my ex-in-laws, actually were in Toronto and heard this phenomenon happen. Early 2013, all over the world, there was an audible sound. It was like a reverb, like a metal. And they, the best thing they can equate it to is trumpets from the sky. But these trumpets come at an audible level that's just deafening. Like, no, like, all hmm. over the world. At the same point in time, like January, February, March 2013. Right. I'm talking Brazil, Scandinavia, America, Canada, all over the world. Hmm. There's never been a good explanation for this, but it's a very well-documented phenomenon whether it be local news channels it's all over youtube you can Mm -hmm. look it up if you look up trumpets in the sky it's a very prominent thing and it it, there's never been an answer for it but along those same lines where you happen phenomenon that that occur all over the world this Mm -hmm. is another example of it and there's been conspiracies of course about government programs uh whether it was weather manipulation all kinds of things that you can do uh, but nobody's ever answered it, and that's right. it's 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 a terrifying thing if you hear it. It's it's almost like like I said, like metal being bent, but on a scale of like mountains of metal. I mean, right, not even right. like like local you know shop doing doing work down the We're road. We're talking like a volcano, right? Worth of metal, sound. just like a deafening sound. Wow, it's an incredible thing, and that's why when we talked about from the sky, I thought, well, yeah, there's a lot of things that fall from the sky. How about things that? come from this guy right, not necessarily right. something oh yeah i didn't explain. even think about sound i mean that's yeah. that's that is kind of really strange i mean we all you know you also have the phenomena of of catching like you know people have mentioned getting catching old broadcasts mm-hmm. you know things that have bounced around uh up there and they catching on the radio yeah you know? do you guys ever see the uh the one i guess it was a very very uh promising moment in scientific history they have a uh, radar that's set to, to the sky mm-hmm. and in the 70s they picked up what was just a small transmission but of radio waves for a few split seconds yeah it's part of SETI yeah yeah, yeah that was you know, I guess that you call that from the sky if space yeah. is the sky it's what it is but uh, kind of the same idea you know you just get an uninterpreted signal from something Somewhere. you can't explain yeah I mean and there's a lot of those there's a lot some some are actual frequencies that relatively close you know air quotes close stars will actually make certain frequencies because they actually will vibrate at just the right frequency what they'll call an audible sound right and uh you can catch those you know um some stars some planets uh even meteors you know some of them you can actually catch the sounds they make just because of the vibrations interesting but what you're talking about is like they're pointing the 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 dish and there's nothing there right I mean, at least nothing 
relatively close right. unless it came from billions and billions of miles away and that sound is you know a hundred thousand years old well yeah it's finally getting to us getting to us on our frequencies the frequencies right. we understand right and it happened for what five minutes you right. know right <laughs> and right. that was like what a, you know 200 billion year old planet blew up right. you know right. and we get and some scientist <laughs> somewhere was going oh right right <laughs> oh <laughs> Now, I'll tell you guys about a, a shower that I don't want to be in, and that is the spider showers. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I've, yep. seen, I've seen pictures. Spider rain. Mm-hmm. Once again, non-aqueous rain. Sounds like a metal band. Spider rain. Spider rain. Or spider rain. Now, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this. This is Something called the... Slightly better than lion skulls. <laughs> right. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> Analosemius. <laughs> Eximius spider. Can you do it like not a country singer? Why are those? No, that's no. the only way I know how. You okay. were kind of yodeling there yeah, a little bit in the middle. Analosemius. <laughs> Hot dog. Well, that spider, they create a web that's called uh, 65 feet wide and long. And there's thousands of spiders in it. Yeah. Now, I'm a man that's terrified of a single spider <laughs> on any scale that's larger <laughs> of a dime. If I was to see a... What, what they say is that... These webs that are 65 foot long carrying thousands of spiders can get sucked up by the air, oh, like yeah, you yeah. said. Well, there's there's a spider that actually basically parasails. It takes okay. its web and makes a parachute, aims its butt in the air, waits for a gust of wind, and then poof, shoots it, and, and he parasails to a different area. I do that same thing, but without parasailing. Yeah, I know. You're talking <laughs> about my worst enemy right now. <laughs> this yeah. is my arch rival. <laughs> You're going to be looking everywhere outside. you like, oh God, who oh, are they? <laughs> Well, in uh, in Brazil, there was a guy who was driving home from work, and he, I guess, got caught up in one of these webs, a 65-foot web of thousands of spiders. And he documented it, and mm-hmm. um, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I would never in my life sleep well again, right. knowing that, you know, like, I'm the kind of guy that will go outside, and if there's ever a spider web just floating in the air, it's guaranteed to hit me right in the face. And you freak out. Right, and I'm like, oh, there's spiders all over me. Right. Um, if there was a 65-foot web of thousands of spiders, it's going to wrap around my whole body and encompass <laughs> and take me. you down, <laughs> and you're going to end up in, like, a pit somewhere. <laughs> right, just in hell itself. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the uh, end of me. chomped on by Shelob or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually seen video of that, and I think it also happened again. I want to say it was like Switzerland or Russia, but there's video of just these just massive like spreads of webs. It's like a fisher's fisherman's net, just yeah. miles across, and just all these spiders just dancing and hanging around. And it looks it looks like they fell from the sky. Right, right, and that's the that's the sense. Like when you, we you talk can't about see from them the until sky, they get close to you. Well, but see the. the if, you have a web that big, and it's lighter than you know almost air. It's little filaments of web, yeah, and it flumes out. It's just going to blanket a over everything. Just the wind. That's yeah. all it takes. I mean, it's not literally from the sky because it's it's from the earth. But but that's most of this stuff. It could came come originally from the earth. From the earth, and it's just transported. In this yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about the bean rain of 1971. <laughs> the old bean rain. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I don't have much on the bean rain. Uh-huh. All what I kind, know wait, wait. is that... What kind of beans? That's important. They didn't really specify. Oh, you know, no. Um, I mean, are we talking some, lima beans? Green yeah, beans? You know, I, mean, I mean, I like lima beans. I would just open lima them beans? up. Maybe, lima beans? Uh, oh, lima beans. Yeah. Lima. Navy beans. Navy beans. I wouldn't be happy with a navy bean rain. I'd say take it back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the Bean Raid of 1971 in Jao, Peso, Brazil. Um, there was a bean rain, and they can't really explain it, but to say that it might have come from Africa, which means that it was transported across the whole Atlantic Ocean in a way or in a cloud, and then proceeded to rain on Brazil. Wow! Wow! African bean rain. Wow! African bean happen? rain in Brazil. I like really. How does a weather system pick something up and carry it for that long? That's I'm, that's what that's what just like. Well, I told you. Like he did the, explain this. Yeah, I told you. The higher you go, yeah, you're going to have different atmospheres and different temperatures and different pressures, different so, gravity, different gravities. So if something comes up in a storm, okay, and say the storm is just above, you know, the, the troposphere, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 30, 40,000 miles, somewhere in between those two. If it pulls something up and it's a very strong storm, like Katrina or something, you know, that's a... That's where the hurricanes come from. It's off the coast of Africa. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking water, hitting land, air, temp, you know, all this stuff. And it's going to pull material up. That's what it does. It sucks up material. And then where does that go? It goes out, yes, but it goes up as well through the eye of the storm. Yeah. And as it goes up through the eye of the storm, it's going to go up and you're going to have this... I don't want to say, you know, this, uh, it's not going to be light or, you know, defying gravity, but now that it's been picked up from point A, shot up 40,000 miles, you know, point B is going to be 100,000 miles, you know, or 10,000 miles away, whatever. That's a, that's a huge distance to travel. And, And for beans... How much does a bean weigh? Well, yeah. You know? Yeah, but when we're talking thousands of beans. How much does a thousand beans weigh compared to, you know, the Several, pressure? several kilograms. Enough <laughs> beans kilograms. to make it rain. <laughs> Enough beans to make it rain. Yeah, but you're talking beans versus a tornado right. or a water spout. I rain beans upon you, Paruski. <laughs> I'm just, I just saying. I feel that, sorry for the African bean farmer who had yeah, his whole like, crop oh, just beans. picked <laughs> up and moved to Brazil. Right? <laughs> Brazilians are stealing my beans. <laughs> I'll never forgive them. <laughs> right. uh, but that's what I mean. That's what happens, you know. The African bean rain. It just happens. <laughs> it just happens. It's I just, a natural you know, phenomenon. Hopefully, uh, they're good beans. You know. <laughs> Kidney, or you know, or black, but yeah, not black, necessarily yeah. navy. Yeah, just you know, we'll see. <laughs> Anything but navy. <laughs> Anything but navy beans. Uh. All right. So on two separate September nights in 1857, sugar crystals ranging in size from an eighth of an inch to a quarter of an inch fell on the pleasantly surprised citizens of Lake county in north california according to the history of napa and the lake counties published in 1881 basically sugar candy crystals you know how you make like rock candy sure with sugar and water you let it sit and everything right so basically these crystalline sugar forms rain down from the sky so uh, okay so you're saying it's a candy shower yeah pretty much so like Candy just came down from the sky, like, sh- I mean, where would it pick that up from ah, and form it a crystal? You, it would now, have to... Now, you're talking, hold on, you're talking 1857. Okay. So we have very large sugar factories by this time, right? Mm-hmm. So, not the best of structures. Not well-processed sugar either. Right. So, same hypothesis, say a storm 
comes and knocks down a neighboring town or a town, you know, next city. Yeah, but you would think that that would have been reported. That's all I'm saying. Eighteen fifty seven. This should be in the report. What you're going to get in the newspaper is Pony big Express. giant storm hits right. town. Right. That's it. Lots of buildings destroyed. All I'm saying is you're that, not going to say is that if 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 all of a sudden sugar in the raw just happens to come down on on, on the top of my head, I'm going to try and get to the bottom of it and figure out where it came in from. In 1857. You know, I'm I'm just saying. I'm just uh, me too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying if I have sugar all all over my waistcoat, I'm going to be an angry fellow. I'm just saying Sugar Farmer Will in 1857, who is dealing with a storm coming through his town, destroys his his sugar factory. All of that sugar is going up into the atmosphere, mixing with water and other things. Temperatures maybe if it sucked up molasses, it could have turned it into sugar. Well, the the funny thing is. is yeah, it's real, real thick. But the funny thing is that maybe um, it sucked it up from Canada, you know, like the like <laughs> maple the, syrup, the maple, maple syrup, syrup, and then the came, trees. Yeah, they and then picked came up down. the trees, squeezed the trees out. <laughs> yeah, run them out like, like towels. <laughs> you get maple syrup rain. Right? That's what I'm thinking. Actually, after this conversation, I don't think that's very far fetched. <laughs> I know. Well, it's funny because they actually said that some of the the women in the town actually gathered some of the the sugar crystals up and made syrup with it. Really? Yeah. Sure. Make, some make the best syrup. in a given yeah. situation. I mean, it's it's heavenly syrup now. Yeah, now they just if... need like a you know like a, a nice rum rain and some <laughs> mint rain, and they could make mojitos or pancake rain. You know, and just pour that on the pancakes. Yeah. Or the level of di- diabetes <laughs> higher in that in that city <laughs> within <laughs> ten years. Yeah, they skyrocketed. <laughs> we got the sugar rain. <laughs> Anyone have blood rain? Someone... I have heard about blood rain, and I saw that it was. Uh, it was actually proven, but I did not research further. I saw those movies, and they were no good. <laughs> I, I played the video game, well Blood done. Rain, and no good. Well <laughs> so, um, what, what is it? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. What is the one? For what? Raining Blood. It's raining blood. No, not yeah. It's Raining Men. No. No, no, no. I'm talking Slayer. Raining Blood. Uh, I don't remember my Slayer, Slayer man. Slayer. How, yeah, I mean, that's the one song <laughs> that, the they're, one that, song. They, that they're like huge. Yeah, I was more of know. a Megadeth fan. I mean, there was there was a lot of Slayer songs that were really oh, good. Oh my god, then, I was more of a Megadeth. I'm fan. I'm just saying, it's like the one song that I've always known. Like I know the riff. Well, I mean, I don't know how to don't. play it. Apparently you don't know. Oh my right. god, <laughs> you guys. Maybe I, you should make Rain and Blood the entrance to this yeah. whole thing. It's Rain and Blood, Hallelujah, <laughs> Rain and Blood. Go no further. That's slayer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it's raining, raining, not it's raining blood like it's raining men. It's it's raining blood. It's always been... It's raining blood. Not like yeah. it's raining men. I know, but he's like doing jazz hands. He's like, it's oh. raining blood. Jazz All I'm saying, hands. so, okay, all right. So, you know. <laughs> That's what makes me think it's it's the, the raining men you're doing the whole... It's raining blood, jazz hands. Like, it's, stop doing jazz hands when you say it. Say, this is Rain and Blood. <laughs> Rain and Blood. Oh, I think I do know this riff. That's what I'm saying. How do you not know this riff? Terry King going at it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so, now, give Blood me this. Rain. This yeah. is pretty much every Slayer riff ever written. So, Blood Rain, it's a phenomenon which is, which is, it's where something that is looks like blood rains from the sky. No, you have to do this in the Slayer voice. 
I can't do if, it in the Slayer voice. If you're going to do the song, you have to do it in the Slayer He's voice. He's conjuring the Slayer. Blood rain or red red is a phenomenon in which blood is perceived to fall from the sky. <laughs> oh, wait. That it's like King little... Crimson. Yeah, <laughs> you okay, just sorry. Judas Priest. <laughs> yeah, you did. So, no, uh, yeah, I did. I did. I was totally Judas Priest there. From the sky. So, from the sky. So, anyway, no, no, it's happened several times. Uh, and basically, it picks up. It picks up different things, uh, different particles. It'll either pick up certain types of clay, and it will also pick up, uh, what, what's the other thing? Um, it'll pick up uh, plankton, and then it comes down, what, you want me to turn rain blood off? Okay, fine. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so it'll pick up uh, the the red plankton, like kind of like the stuff that that makes red tide. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it'll pick the up plankton that, the the plankton. Yeah. yeah, that's that's very red. Um, and then it'll it'll just pick it up during a tornado or hurricane. It'll suck it all up and then drop it down. And all of a sudden, it looks like it's raining blood all over the yeah. place. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this has happened several times throughout the 17th century. I mean, I think that it, this happened in Egypt just a few years ago. Uh, and it also didn't it happen in like a. Was that old the book with the 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 Bible? The Bible, well, yeah, yeah, sure. It happened, it happened, happened in the Bible. you know, when when some guy said it's gonna be all bloody in the pool and and uh, there was rain there and it turned red. Some story like that. I remember. That. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Remember I my, do remember that. Being I don't remember said. my my Bible stories, but I know there was a thing where I think it was Moses and there was a, a curse or something and. And uh, the it's Nile rain blood. No, yeah. no, the Nile turned to blood. Yes, you were. that's what it was. Okay, I'm, I apologize. It was not Egypt. It was India, uh, July twenty fifth, two thousand and one, mm. and the districts of Kotiam and Iriuki um, witnessed a massive lightning followed by intense uh, thunder, and then uh, twenty minutes later, uh, over a small area, blood rain. And they tested that and mm-hmm. proved that it was actual blood. What? That's what I had read. What? Yes, there was an Man. actual guy that came out. I don't know if it was a phlebotomist or what, but somebody came through and said, yep, 100% blood. A guy who studies phlebots? Phlebotomy. <laughs> they studied the phlebots. <laughs> phlebotomists. Uh, that's when they cut a hole in your head and drill into your brain, right? No, no phlebotomists. I, I know. <laughs> that's not the same. Phlebotomy. <laughs> For real? It was actual blood. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for they, real. I, remember, I actually remember the the newscast. For I that. just researched yeah. this two days ago. Well, what did it? What did it? What did it? They never smash had an exp- up. It never had an explanation, Chris. So None of these things have an explanation. So we don't know where the actual blood for real blood rain came. It from. came no. from the cow they dropped on Japan, but during the descent, <laughs> right. the cow got he wrung out. He was stuck out. in the stratosphere for so long, <laughs> and he got wrung out. Just wrung out like the maple syrup trees. And the rain went over to India, and the and the rest of the cow went to Japan. That's no, gross. That's true. It was a it was a blood rain, a real blood rain. Gross. Some things just don't have an explanation, Chris. Yeah. You'll never be satisfied. Like unibrows. Unibrows. <laughs> no it's explanation. It's raining blood. Hallelujah. It's raining blood. <laughs> See, now it's stuck. <laughs> now it's stuck. So, Joe, since we're talking about from the sky, mm-hmm. and I've been struck by lightning, and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. What? Don't look at me like that. Yeah, he has. Jason, maybe if you listen to the podcast, you would know that I've been struck by no, lightning. He just, he, he's like like a girlfriend. He wants to participate, but he doesn't want to listen to your I don't want to take part. I just want to listen to you. Yeah, I, I, well, it's the first three minutes of our 
episode about uh, the number 13. I mm-hmm. talk about being struck by lightning. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, I have been struck by lightning, but I've never been struck by ball lightning. <laughs> which is really funny because that's what they used to call me back in high school. <laughs> right. And he's been struck by it, just he doesn't like talking about it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, so ball lightning, and it's from the sky, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, lightning is too, but ball lightning is the crazy time when Jason's over here <laughs> cracking up. laughing. Hey, Chris got so, it. <laughs> uh, I've actually seen it, Chris. I've You've seen, seen ball it. lightning before? Yeah, I actually went, this is, you know, years and years ago in a galaxy far, far away. I went on this camping trip. You mean Colorado? No, no, no. This is here. Uh, oh, in, in Maryland? Yeah, our friend, uh, old acquaintance, uh, Chris Bush. It was me, him, old, and, old Chris Bush. Uh, and a few other people. We old went on Chris Bush. this uh, camping trip, and big old storm hit when we were leaving. And it turned the sky green. The sky was green. And we're sitting on this, this like, two-lane little, you know, rural road, and... Off, you know, off to the side of us, we we kept seeing, you know, lightning strikes, uh-huh. and then we just see this like ball of lightning. There's no down. There's no set left or right. There's nothing. It just like forms and just goes, and just in the middle of the sky. How long did it last? It was just a split second. Just like the ball just, lightning, just like regular lightning. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just, we just noticed it. I mean, because it was already like near where most of the lightning was actually coming down. And we're like, oh, look at that, look at that. And then it's, the lightning stopped, and it was just this ball of lightning just flashed, and it was gone. A lot of the time they also call ball lightning St. Elmo's Fire. Mm -hmm. Oh, Mm -hmm. I just was listening to a really good song from 1985. It was on the top of the charts for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, St. Elmo's Fire. and. Maybe we can link it to the podcast because uh, I, I believe that it we could coincided with the soundtrack for the movie with Emilio Estevez. I was going to yeah. say, wasn't he in that movie? Yeah, he yeah. was. <laughs> and uh, literally two days ago, I was sitting in my car. I was at lunch, and I was like, I can't turn this off. This is a really good jam. <laughs> it looks like we're going to be two minutes late. No, if right. I had known that, that there was a coincidence of ball lightning that yeah. happened with that song, I would have been much more satisfied. Yeah. Well, right. so so basically, um, scientists have have captured this phenomenon on like a, a spectrograph. Oh, and nice. Yeah, so they actually observed it in nature. Uh, there was a group of Chinese scientists uh, during a thunderstorm in 2012. They caught it on uh, um, video cameras and a spectrometer. So the, this phenomenon of ball lightning, um, a lot of they, they haven't really been able to figure out exactly what causes this to happen during thunderstorms, mm-hmm. but what they think, what their theory is, is that it is uh, basically a, a lightning that is going through a cloud of dust. Right. That's that's a lot of like, like this a, phenomenon like that we're talking about. Magnesity. Well, it's it's <laughs> electromagnetic. and you have you have positive and negatively charged ions. Right. And dust is one of them. And dust. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. depending on what kind of the dust is, if there if it's um, you know, say it's like like a sand, so it's it's very crystalline. Right. You could actually cause refraction. So maybe because you know it's so positively and negatively charged, yeah. it, you have that sort of like. Because you need you need a positive and negative for lightning actually to work. It, it yeah, doesn't really hit the ground. It actually comes 
like this. It's it's from the bottom to the top. Joe, and our it, podcast listeners cannot see you. Well, I'm, I'm your trying, fingers I'm when you say like this. Bottom to the top. It actually strikes both. Yeah, it it comes up from the bottom. It comes down from the top, and it mm. and it meets in the middle, and that's how lightning works. Right. But so, all I'm saying is, what if this ball lightning happened in a cloud of beans, and they would just come down <laughs> as refried beans, or <laughs> right. through the candy cloud, and we would be getting s'mores. You know no, what no, I mean? No, we could be getting rock candy. Well, yeah. Well, it would be <laughs> right. burnt rock. It would be a uh, yeah. Like like caramel a frambois yeah not a frambois, frambois. No, sugar in the raw what is the creme what is brulee the, yeah yeah right. no. charred, so, charred like creme a nice brulee. plan yeah, yeah you know what plan I mean from the sky. all I'm saying is I need I need a Candy. tornado to pick up some some uh, some corn some ball lightning to happen and get popcorn from the sky. I right. just want to see it once I in my lifetime. I think they're going to make that on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cornado. Yeah, Cornado. <laughs> Popcornado. Cornado. Cornado. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, there's actually reports of it, uh, ball lightning going through people's houses and things like that. I don't know how much evidence. That's called streaking. Yeah. <laughs> ball lightning. <laughs> well, on the level, three things that really piss me off. Spiders. Ice on hands. Lightning. <laughs> I'm so terrified of lightning. What you guys are describing now this is, is one of the worst just, things I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. There's 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 stories and reports of ball lightning shooting through people's, uh, like, like you know, just okay. straight through their hallway. So yeah, let me get this straight. A regular bolt of lightning is what? Like, a, like I don't know, a, a centimeter in diameter? It's really thin. It's causing, pla- yeah. It, it's, it's, no, it's, the, it's the, the plasma that you see that's being right, lit up. Right. The charge and can be a lot larger. The burst larger. is it's extensive. Yes. Now, if we're talking ball lightning, that's a thicker bolt or multiple bolts. Well, the discharge is, is almost random. Like like when you see lightning come down, like the the jaggedy edges and and the the fort, sort of like fractal like limbs that come off the of lightning. The forking, yeah, yeah, it's, they're called fractals. Um, when that when that comes off of there, that's usually because there's either higher charge here or lower charge there, and that's just how it disperses. Now, if something like this, where you have that that charge all in one spot and it dissipates, it's kind of pretty much go wherever it wants to. Wow, whatever whatever charge is higher over here or over there. You Sometimes know. the discharge is random. <laughs> it, cool. it, 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 yes. Yes, it can. Hey, oh. <laughs> so speaking of discharge, have you guys ever heard about uh, this star jelly coming down and raining raining upon people? No. I, I've, I've read a little bit doing the research. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty interesting. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's happened all over the place. You have one, uh, what, 2008 in Scotland? In Scotland, yeah. Yeah, so it's basically this stuff that comes down, and instead of being, like, hail or anything like that, it comes down in, like, what, globules, right? Yeah, it looks it looks like uh, you ever use that clear planter stuff for, like, plants where you, you put in water and it kind of, like, plumps up. Right. And it's, right. like, clear yeah, jello. It's like the... Yeah, it's yeah. like jello pudding or jello, you know, jigglers. But it's clear. It's, it's like goo. Yeah. 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 It's like a gelatinous so, uh, in, ooze. In, one of the funny things I found in, uh, uh, it's called Caca de Luna in Mexico, uh, which is basically. Crazy poop? Yeah. Moon poop. <laughs> yeah. Moon, moon poop. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we call it here star jelly, you know, because, you know, if it comes from the stars, it comes down. People, a lot of people think that it's from UFOs and things like that. But right. most likely, uh, the, the, the largest, uh, the biggest candidate uh, that we have is that it comes from 
different types of bacteria or sometimes it's also possible that it comes from a uh, like a like a slime mold so there's these different kinds of molds that they form inside of trees and things like that it didn't mm -hmm. matter and that'll be just picked up because it'll just be kind of forming and coming out it'll get picked up sucked up into the sky kind yep. of like we're talking about most of these other rains and then come down over a different area right right so also we were talking about different types of plankton and bacteria and things that are in the ocean mm -hmm. can also pick those up. And this star jelly can come down as yellow, red, green, or, or most of the time it comes down as clear. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and there are naturally occurring collagens and stuff in nature. So I guess you could get that sort of like fatty sort of jello-y, you know, yeah. sort of structure. But how did it get there? You know, that's, it's like some scientists have actually done DNA tests on the, the one in Scotland <clears throat> The one in Scotland, they did DNA tests on it. Inconclusive. They couldn't figure out what it was. Of course, it what is. the natural collagen was, or, or where you know how this, what the DNA of the structure was. I mean, and, and okay, so we've talked about meteors and cows, cows, frogs, spiders, jello, lightning. Uh, there's cases where squid came falling down from the sky in '97. Uh, there's you know, all of these, you know, what fish, right? Minnows and different fish, things. Mm -hmm. bur so many bird fallings and fro frogs and all that stuff. Fish. What I really want to learn about is meat. Joe, <laughs> I have something that I would like to tell you about since you want to know about meat. <laughs> Joe, have you ever taken a Kentucky meat shower? Uh, Close, but no. <laughs> no, it sounds, it sounds like a really awesome euphemism, right? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, okay, at 2 p.m. on Friday, March 3rd in 1876, flakes of meat fell from a clear, windless sky in a farm uh, on the farm of Allen Crouch about three miles south of Olympia Springs in Bath County, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't mind, I'd love to read you this little article. Sure. Now, this article comes from the New York Times on March 10th, 1876. The Bath County, uh, in, in Bath County, on, uh, on last Friday, a shower of meat fell near the house of Alan Crouch, who lives some two or three miles from Olympian Springs in the southern portion of the county, covering a strip of ground about 100 yards in length and 50 wide. Mrs. Crouch... Out in the yard at the time, engaged in making soap uh, when meat, which looked like beef, began to fall around her. The sky was perfectly clear at the time, and she said it fell like large snowflakes. The pieces as a... <laughs> this is so gross. Oh. The pieces as a general thing, not much larger. One piece fell near her, which three, which was three or four inches square. Mrs. Harrison Gill, uh, who's... Uh, veracity in unquestionable and uh from which which whom attained the above facts hearing of the occurrence visited uh, the locality the next day and says she saw particles of meat sticking to fences and scattered all over the ground mm. the meat when it first fell appeared to be fresh the correspondent of louisville uh uh, commercial writing from Mount Sterling collaborates the above and says that the pieces of flesh were various sizes and shapes, some of them being two inches square. Two gentlemen who tasted the meat expressed the opinion that it was either mutton or venison. If meat <laughs> fell from the sky about the size of a football field and came down, why the hell would you taste it? It's sky meat. There's Come two on. people that got to go out there and testify for every matter, and that's yeah. those guys. And They're you're talking, like, this tastes like either mutton. 
or beef. And you're talking 1876. I mean, the scientific method was put it in your mouth and see what it tastes like. You know what I mean? That is absolutely disgusting. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that was like, ooh, let's see what it tastes like. Mrs. You know? Couch, is that correct? No. Yeah. Crouch? Crouch. Yeah. Miss Crouchley. Crowley. Was out in her field doing laundry. And a meat shower occurred. Now, a, I'm, I'm meat, wondering... A, the Kentucky meat shower, yes. The Kentucky and, meat And shower. all I have to say is I just want a t-shirt that says, I survived the <laughs> Kentucky meat shower, <laughs> right. and all I got was this bloody shirt. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. And right. they say that, like, speckles of meat and blood were just found all over the place. How, how would this happen? Okay, now, now here's a hypothesis that I've had. Now, you guys have seen some of the back to the whales thing. You've seen some of the beached whales that, you know, they, they beach themselves after they die or whatever, or before. And what happens to a body when it decomposes? It swells Bloats. up. It yeah. swells up, right? right? So there have been many cases where they explode. Right. And they are so large, and the explosion is so large, it is, you know, sent chunks of meat and bits for miles and miles in you know just boom just meat rain but that that you can you can understand that so what if what if this is just me what if there was a dying animal or something or uh, a bovine a bovine say yes uh or some mutton or venison um you know dead rotting and, and expanding and it got caught up in a storm exploded in midair and then rain down its its a uh, bit so plenty onto uh yeah Mrs. but if the cow was dying <laughs> yeah. why would they taste the raw meat well you know back Just in those days raw meat that's a delicacy we didn't about? have refrigeration chris yeah <laughs> and, and you know sometimes meat from the sky is a godsend yeah that's tar that's that's tartar from the gods right there they also chris. said it, it was it was tartar from the gods they also said that it was about a a horse cart full that they eventually i guess picked it up well, and filled the horse cart that but yeah it was a horse cart full of meat that fell over no. the over the over about a football field and there was also size. A, there was also a scientist from the society of great britain who theorized that buzzards had a feast of a dead horse, and then as they were flying over town, they had vomited their, their meal. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that 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 does happen. I but when that much. when vultures take off, they do vomit their food. So it's just like a lot of birds will poop in order to get good flight. Well, that's because the you know the the cargo threshold they can't carry a full belly, so they got to drop something. I was working down in next to the Chesapeake one day with my dad. We were doing a roof uh not not 40 50 yards off the Chesapeake. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we were working on the roof and a big gas rockfish drops next to us. Like a 3 foot rockfish. Like <laughs> nothing we had ever Plop. seen before and ever caught before because we're amateur fishermen. Right. A goddamn bird had taken it out of the water, gone through. It was too much of a load for it. It was probably a hawk or an eagle. Dropped yeah. it right in front of us. Yeah. From the sky. Yeah. From the sky. Well, I, it, I used to rent this house, it kind of, you know, wooded area. And I come home and get out of my car and I hear this thud in the yard. And there is a dead rabbit in my yard. It fell from the sky, but not too far because. How come you guys didn't record wait, wait. either of these for the? Because well, this is not really this is <laughs> not really recording. unknown. This is just I saw no, the yeah. I saw the culprit <laughs> because mm -hmm. he comes swooping down and it was a giant three foot you know uh, 
like hawk, yeah. and he's sitting there staring at me while he's gnawing on this this dead rabbit that he just dropped in my lawn. Oh, right. He was ready to he's fight. Like, you I'm for not gonna it. lose my treasure. So I knew it was from that guy. It wasn't really from the sky. Yeah, I knew exactly where <laughs> that came from because we saw the osprey or whatever it was circling around. Like right, right. I just lost it. <laughs> well, so you're saying there's, that there's there's other theories too, but that has to be a lot of buzzards to drop that much meat. That is on a, a whole lot of meat. That's like that's a murder of buzzards to drop that much. Yeah, meat. that's not even well, scientifically. Let's relevant. just say there's a William Livingston Alden. Uh, he's an author, and he stated that he thought that it was possible that it was cosmic meat that was floating around <laughs> in the sky and just dropped through our atmosphere, similar to uh, meteorites. Cosmic meat. Cosmic meat. Yeah. Tastes like mutton, maybe venison. I'm just thinking like maybe space whales. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. something like that. Like in that, <laughs> like in that Disney. What was that Disney movie with the with the whales in the sky? Yeah. Oh man. The, yeah. the Howl's Moving Castle. Is that one? No, no, no. That no. wasn't Disney. That was no. Oh, I don't no. know. God no. It'd have to be deers or goats or sheep in the sky oh, for it to I, be mutton. Well, was they thought it was mutton or venison. Was this near Christmas? Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> Santa Claus. Oh, you didn't have to say it. It Santa, was inferred. Listen, listen Santa Claus. Versus a uh, a passenger plane. It was 1876. I, there's no passenger plane. Santa Claus plane. versus a cosmic uh, meteor. Santa Claus versus a meteor. There you go. <laughs> Just Sandy Claus. <laughs> it was no. San, It was it was it was Rudolph hits a comet. Maybe comet was, wins. No, it was in March. I mean, <laughs> right. so it's not. There it's, is no hey, Santa Claus. They got a train. They got a getting, train, right? You know that was not any reindeer. I'm. Chris, no, if you make that March. T-shirt, if you come across that T-shirt, if ever that T-shirt ever oh, exists, oh no, yeah, we need to plan on making I that T-shirt. Ever comes that across t-shirt. you, <laughs> we mean, do need that T-shirt. I survived the Kimmy challenge, <laughs> and all I got was this bloody T-shirt. <laughs> Couldn't been done better. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh man. So, um, I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch this video, but apparently, at some point, there was. I, I, I really want to. Uh, there, I think there's a piece of it somewhere, but I, piece of like, meat? I couldn't find it. A piece it. of the meat shower? Yeah. From so, 1870. That'd be like jerky now. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. They salt. had to preserve it. <laughs> yeah. Salt. Salt. <laughs> <Tons of> right. Salt. <laughs> it's dehydrated. Give me one second. I'm going to see. Kentucky jerky shower. I cannot find it anywhere. I've done all kinds of searching, so we might actually have to watch like the video. Kentucky meat shower sounds like my Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we found out that the there are actual pieces that are left. Remnants. Remnants of the uh, Kentucky meat shower, and uh, they're at Transylvania University. Transylvania. <laughs> Transylvania University. Which is uh, not in Romania, Transylvania. It's in Kentucky, Transylvania. Yeah, it's on. Uh, it's in Lexington, Kentucky. There you so go. yeah, yes. so uh, yeah. Even though it is Transylvania University, uh, the meat I'm, shower dude, is not necessarily from vampires. Yes, we have modern science; they can't test this meat and figure out where it came from. I'm, I'm telling mean, you, it's just from, ask Dracula. All, all I'm saying <laughs> is, it's, it's it comes well, from Transylvania. I mean. Transylvania <laughs> University. He was up in the, you know, up in the sky eating his, you know, his uh, space meat or his, his air meat. Cosmic <laughs> meat. Co- that's it. Cosmic meat. meat. Dracula's, you know, cosmic whale meat. Yeah. Cosmic whale meat. And, you know, he's got a little, little, little uh, you know, amorous with his meat. And uh, just, you know. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> ripped the shreds and it came raining down on Mrs. Crotchety. A horse cart full of meat. 
That's, I mean, that's about a good-sized person. You know what? They're lucky that it landed on a span of a farmstead. What if this had happened in the middle of nowhere? Nobody would know about the Kentucky Yeah, nobody would know. Oh, or the middle of town. Does anybody, (laughs) does does meat make a sound if no one's around? Does meat make a sound? I'm just asking. Especially if nobody's around, mine does. (laughs) (laughs) Just wait till everybody's gone. (laughs) Right. Does it sound like the trumpets from Sky? <laughs> yes, it does. Oh. In my head, it does. At the end, it does. <laughs> I'm just going to talk to Dracula. He's got all the answers. Cosmic meat shower. <laughs> Cosmic meat showers caused by Dracula. We were lucky it happened on us. <laughs> right. Oh, man. All right. So I really, from... Uh, oh, man. No, I just, I, I just wish there were actual answers you know i mean because there's so many different theories and and hypothesis and all, all over the spectrum aliens and and pygmies and storms and draculas and god, you know no, who knows god did it you know whatever yeah. i wish there was one solid proven from beginning to end you know documentation documented right. case now there there is no solid documented Beginning to end case. Well, I also want to mention that, uh, especially like like we're talking like like the eighteen hundreds, you know, you know, the nineteenth century. Yeah. What, what we're talking about during that time as well is that a lot of these newspapers hmm. were. I mean, you know, and I know this is kind of getting off topic a bit, but I just want to mention a lot of these newspapers during that time period were publishing articles. The, the crazier, the more bizarre... That's not new. Sensationalism. Yeah, Sensationalism. Yeah. The crazier and the more bizarre article that they publish, yeah. the no, more newspapers they that sell. That is not a new... And it's not an old thing. We still do it today. Look at right. ABC versus Fox. Look at Fox right. versus NBC. Look at, you know, NBC versus CNN. It's the, it's the same thing. It is. It's the same He's thing. He's right. It is the same I, thing. All I'm saying that is that there was less integrity then. Uh, no, there was less science. And everyone then there was is, less research. Yes, there yeah. was less. There was less backup. Less ability to verify a to story. To verify a story. Yeah. Now it's usually done underhanded and backroomed, and someone pays somebody to do this and say that. Back then, it wasn't really that. It was just to make a profit. Now it's you have the ability, but it's not done for the greater good. It's done for one good. Well, that was my frustration as well. With this whole topic, was you could see the end result, you never saw the beginning result. You never well, saw the you you saw the cause. You never mm-hmm. saw you saw the result. You never yeah. saw the cause. Yeah, or the or the 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 in between the the actual you know cause and effect through process. You right. never saw any of that. Well, I think that's why it makes it curious. It's because you don't know. You could you right. can hypothesize on all kinds of different yeah, yeah, aspects definitely. to the Kentucky Meat Challenge. I mean, we've been but making, you'll yeah. never have a good answer. Yeah, we've been making lots of jokes and being silly about it, but there really I mean, there is a scientific reason why this happens. It's yeah. just you can't no one can seem to tie them together properly. That they make complete sense, that the timelines work. You know what I mean? Like the best we have is that it's Storm related, whether mm-hmm. it's high winds or, or uh, you know, uh, tornadoes, uh, water spout, whatever it is, it's atmospheric weather conditions, usually severe, and those make the most plausible sense. 
Well, I think the, the, the self-doubt, the doubt that remains is that on a clear day you can have a Kentucky meat shower. <laughs> right. And even to this day, we don't want to believe that maybe it was a weather pattern. Maybe yeah. we, want to, we don't want to believe that it was just an animal bursting into the sky and being picked up. Those things still linger. And right. so right. The, the, the science of today, as great as it is, it still doesn't represent the inner curiosity for the rest of us. Yeah. You know, we don't want to be satisfied with it was just because of natural happenstance. Right. We you want to think that wanna, it might have been something bigger. You want to reach for the, the cosmic. We want to believe that there was a stars. cosmic meat shower. Yeah, you want to. You want to. But there's, I mean, there's, even though we've talked about different kinds of showers, I mean, there's normal showers like rain. That is an amazing feat. I mean, but the, you know, just, just rain and how it happens. Oh, but yeah. as yeah. well, there's, uh, there's other instances that we didn't really get to uh, just because we're running long on time. Yeah, but, yeah. but where it just rained over top of a peach tree and only the peach tree, well, just right around the peach tree, yeah. or rained at 3 p.m. every on a single day sunny for a day month. at 90 degrees. Yeah, on a, <laughs> you know, in between two redwood t- trees at 3 p.m. every single day for a solid month. I mean, there's yeah. just different, you know, there's th- 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 from a clear sky yeah, for the, no reason. The, you know, the, it just it reminds me of like uh, of. Uh, I play uh, Minecraft with my kid. You can mm-hmm. just make it rain. You know, you can just put like water Money falling out. from nowhere, you know, yeah. and that's that's these kind of things remind me of that. But regardless, all I'm saying is curiosos. If you're if you're you're stuck in a hailstorm where golf ball size hail is coming down at you or actual golf balls are just <laughs> coming down at you, duck for cover because it could rain meat. It could rain golf balls. It can rain fish. Squid. It could rain clams, squid, bovines, bovines, jelly of rain, unknown origin, uh, star jelly. It can rain all these things down upon you, and just duck for cover, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, just pray that you don't get that ball lightning. Keep your <laughs> eyes towards the sky. No, because then you get frogs in your face. <laughs> like, that's not fun. Meat shower. All oh. <laughs> right. I got a squid up my nose and a frog in my eye. Better than a Nerf dart. That's right. That's what you get. All right, guys. Jason, thanks for being on the episode. Oh, yeah. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, was I supposed to thank you, too? No. Okay. no you don't have you to. You don't thank me for anything. <laughs> you don't so. have to. We're out. Thank you both for being on the episode. You're welcome. I'm all over this. Episode. Oh God! It's like gonna be a ball Kentucky lightning shower tonight. <laughs> Just ball lightning everywhere. <laughs> ball lightning. Maybe a whale blew it out of his blowhole. <laughs> blowhole. Dude, I will not live down cosmic meat shower all week. I'm gonna be telling everybody I know. Oh, it was just a cosmic meat shower. <laughs> just full of mutton and venison. <laughs> all right, guys, we're out of here. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. We tweet at curiosopodcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free.